All right. Welcome to another episode of the Between Two Divs podcast with your boy, Cam. I've been wanting to have this person like on for a cool minute. I'm real excited that we finally were able to connect. This is someone that I know y'all going to really enjoy because I even told her before we even started hitting the record button, anyone that can help our own people, those are the people I want to have on because, you know, I felt like there isn't a whole lot of people out there that are like being pushed that like help our own people. And people like this is so important, you know, for the culture, you know, and especially like with tech, you know, with, you know, more and more people like us are trying to get into tech. It's cool to have people that you can, you know, be inspired to or even be mentors of some of these people. So I appreciate everyone that, you know, it stays at the end because y'all are really going to enjoy this one. This person is the CEO and founder of Enricher. Dr. Rashana Novellas, what's good? Hey, hey, hey. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm real excited. Tell people you like your tech journey, because I'm sure, you know, some people know about you, but the people who don't, tell people more about that. Well, I've always been in the tech. So I luckily went to computer magnet schools all the way from elementary to middle school. So I learned how to code when I was six. And to graduate from middle school, I had to do a, a project in Pascal. And I'm dating myself to, to meet all my requirements. So I always loved computers and technology, majored in computer engineering and undergrad computer information systems in for my master's program and for my doctorate as well, focused on systems engineering and economics. And throughout my journey, I realized that there weren't a lot of people like me. In fact, when I was an undergrad, I was the only Black woman for the last two years, two years, just me in all my classes. So fortunately, that summer between my junior and senior year, I did an exchange at Georgia Tech here in Atlanta and realized I wasn't the only one. And that really helped me know that there are other people like me that existed. We could do anything that we wanted. And it inspired me to go a lot further in my academics in tech and really stay in that corporate infrastructure for a while. Uh, about 10 years ago, I decided, hey, I want to be in charge of my own economic power and start my own business. And then about uh, three years ago is when I found Enricher, which is a fintech platform that provides funding for Black-owned and women-led businesses. Yeah, that's dope. And that's a good segue to my next point, because I know a lot of people don't really know what they're between fintech and like regular banking, like what's the difference between the two for people that maybe don't know like the difference? Yeah. So the whole fintech industry is providing innovation to the banking. So when you apply for a loan from a bank, most banks still require you to have printouts of documents and tax returns. Whereas we look at digital ways to process transactions. Most people have like cash app or Venmo on their phone, right? That is a fintech technology that allows the quicker transfer of payments instead of you having to go to the ATM, you know, get that cash or write somebody a check, right? There was a technological innovation and fintech can span a lot of different financial 
aspects from credit card transactions to insurance, basically anything that can make any financial transaction easier is considered fintech. And the focus of Enricher is to make getting loans easier. Most small businesses, if they apply for a loan from a regular institution, it takes like three months. Again, you have to do all this paperwork and all that. And we wanted to make sure to make it easy, you know, streamlined a tech solution so that you know, businesses can focus on their business and not doing all of this antiquated uh, requirements. To go talk about Enricher, like, you know, how did that get started? Because I'm sure, you know, that's an interesting story in itself, like how that came about and, and why you even started that. Yeah. So the business I had before Enricher, I had a tax and accounting practice and I helped uh, small business owners. And most of those small business owners had questions about access to capital and why they couldn't get certain financial resources. So I did a deep dive and I heard all the statistics, less than 2% of all uh, venture dollars goes to Black-owned businesses. If it's Black women, it's almost zero. And and then also thought about, wait, why is everyone only focusing on high tech and high growth companies where most companies run by people of color, one, are service-based businesses, and two, have typically not much to do with tech. So all of the resources and the initiatives are focused on, you know, the 1% of the 1%. And I'm like, hey, with my tech background, my knowledge of entrepreneurship, I can really put a dent in making a capital more accessible to more people because a lot of businesses simply fail because they don't have access to capital. And this gap in the marketplace has widened even more. Post-COVID, you could see like a lot of Black-owned businesses, 42% of them failed. And, and a, lot of, a lot of us are left out of the traditional financial ecosystem. So what I'm doing now is important more than ever. And I'm really glad that I'm here. And to speak to your point about the pandemic, because I know the pandemic like decimated like a lot of businesses. What's like the pivot that you've had to see from people that maybe were trying to reach out and try to get a funding with Enricher? Well, a lot of companies had to change their business model and focus on things that people needed based on their new lifestyle. So for those brick and mortar businesses, a lot of them transitioned to an online kind of infrastructure for a lot of product businesses. If they were getting products overseas, the whole supply chain was messed up. So they had to figure out new solutions of of getting their products made local and changing the size of the products. And we at Enricher basically provided a lot of training, a lot of coaching, a lot of assistance to help people navigate the pivot that so many businesses had to make. And Fortunately, every single business that Enricher has funded survived the pandemic. They're all still in operation. They're all still making money. So we feel very fortunate to be in this ecosystem where we're able to, to help these businesses grow. Yeah, that's awesome. Because like, I know I got a lot of my friends that, you know, either have a business or thinking about starting a business. And I think it's, it's so cool to have so many people that kind of root for like your success, like when you're starting out, because I know with you, with Enricher, like, you know, you probably had a bunch of people that, you know, once you actually got going, it was a lot easier. But but I, I want to kind of bring up a point that I see a lot is why do you think that, at least from my perspective, like, I, I don't know about you, but why do you think that, that our own people don't always support us, but others do? <laughs> 
we could talk about that for hours, Cal. <laughs> you know, I wish we did. I just wish we did. I I try not to 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 harp on what's wrong, but try to focus on what we could do to make things better. It's my greatest vision that we could see the magic and the tenacity in one another and decide to really work together to grow. The only way any of us succeed is what help. Like whether you have like a team on payroll or like your, your friends, somebody helps you to get to where you are. And I wish that we as a people could come together and all I could do is take one step forward. You know, I am a black woman leading in richer. I have a hundred percent diverse team, all people of color from different backgrounds so that we can meet people where they are. And so that's, that's my step forward to us working together. And what would you say is like someone that maybe is trying to start a business or maybe they have a business and they're wanting to reach out on your platform? Like what type of documents would someone need if they're either trying to go in richer or just trying to get angel investing in general? Well, Enricher is a lending platform, so we focus on working capital. We have an online application that asks you questions such as your financial information in terms of revenue, how long you've been in business. We also look at marketing analytics and and what you do in your community. So that's the kind of information from our preliminary application. Beyond that, most institutions either look at your business, banking transactions, and other research in your industry. So it's just really good to be prepared, have your financials together, your profit and loss balance statement, and you know your taxes. Those, it's completely different for investors. A lot of investors, they're all about FOMO. They're all, all about what's hot. And so it's a different pitch to them. You know, you have to be the hottest company because the investor can invest in anyone. And the whole goal is trying to convince them why they should pick you over everybody else. So it's a, it's a different process. And we at Enricher have decided instead of focusing on what's hot, we're focusing on what is working. And these businesses that are actually in operation, focusing on customers in communities, and those are the companies that we want to support. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I know like what I see all the time is usually like when I see a certain trend going a certain way, you, you keep seeing that trend. And then the companies that maybe need the funding the most, they kind of get left behind. And, and I like that you're kind of helping those companies because they're still profitable businesses. They just aren't always the ones that are making like the, the major amounts of money that you see, like the Googles, the Facebooks of the world, those type of companies. Exactly. And those companies deserve support. Those are the companies that are in local communities across the country when we're like, hey, support Black-owned, women-owned businesses. These are not like big, big companies. These are the small like shoe store on the, you know, or music store, whatever in the community. And it's like, they deserve the support. They deserve access to capital. They deserve to, hey, I want to invest in a different kind of inventory or supply chain and still be in business. And so this is why we at Richard decided to focus on this because it's, it's so important and it's the cornerstone because if we don't focus on these kind of businesses, like every community will just look cookie cutter, big corporations, and that's all we see, you know, but we need to have an economy that's reflective of its people and its people are full of diverse founders who deserve this access to capital. And I don't know about you, but I know when I grew up, I didn't know much about like credit. I know they didn't teach that in school. And I think that's a whole nother topic altogether. I think high schools and definitely colleges should teach credit because 
I feel like once you understand like how, you know, make credit work for you, doors open up and, and, and kind of a good segue to that point is like, what's the difference between like business credit and like regular credit? Cause I know sometimes they get interchanged and what's the difference between the two in, in your eyes? Yeah. Credit is super important because you can leverage other people's money to reach certain objectives for a cost, right? Which is that interest. And you can get credit in your personal name. And what happens is, let's say you cannot pay, then that goes on your personal credit report or what have you forever. So your the regular credit is your personal credit. That's just your name and what you could do in your choices. The good news about having different businesses, each business that you own can have its own credit profile, have its own assets and liabilities. You know, you can purchase homes in a business name, cars, assets and whatnot. You could build credit for that business and heaven forbid the business fails, you can kind of walk away with uh, dissolving all of the business assets. And you can't do that with your own individual person. Even if you uh, declare bankruptcy, sometimes some of some of the liabilities attach to that person forever. But with businesses, it's considered a separate entity, even often a person. So a lot of corporations have the same rights as individuals when it comes to like finances and what they can do in communities. So it's really a good idea to separate your business from your uh, personal credit and all kinds of transactions. And in your opinion, like what, uh, what's the reason why you think like we don't, I don't know if they're taught that now, but why, why you think most people like us, like especially in our communities, like that, we're not taught that at a younger age. Is there, you think there's a particular reason why we're not taught that in school? Cause I know a lot of people would probably avoid some of the pitfalls they did if they were taught these things growing up. Yeah, I think we've been taught that money is something that's super private and you don't talk to anyone about it. And I'm very fortunate that my mother started talking to me about it from a young age and took me investment clubs when I was 12 and made me give advice to adults at a young age so that I had a voice in finance. But most of my friends didn't. I remember when I was in my early 20s and a lot of my friends wanted to buy their first home, like they were like, oh, Rashana, we could talk to you about it because no one in their family knew anything about the process. So I went to like six or seven of my friends closings with them when they bought their first house because they felt comfortable confiding in me about what was happening, the transactions, are these rates, you know, good? Are they being taken advantage of? And unfortunately, a lot of people in our community don't want to be that person or, you know, hide information from others or, and I uh, completely agree with you. Like this should be taught. This is like a fundamental way that people can navigate through life and people who have the financial knowledge have all the access. So another part of me feels like it was done on purpose (laughs) to, to hide information from certain groups of people. But if you have that information, like you can do all kinds of things. And I was just on a call recently and I was saying, yeah, like individuals got $1,400 stimulus checks, but businesses got half a million dollar checks. Like that's a huge difference. If you know, if you had your finances together, you knew how to navigate the ecosystem, your access to money was so much larger. And that is the way it works in this country. So if you don't know you know, study, you know, get with people who are knowledgeable in this area so that you have more options in your life. That's what I would say. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's why, like, 
Anytime that I'm weak in a particular area or don't know enough of what I'm trying to learn or trying to acquire a skill, I'll follow people on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever, wherever the platform is, you know, maybe even buy a book. And I think that's so important to like have those people. And a lot of these people will be willing to help you if you have a question with something, because I know a lot of us, you know, we're, you know at least me, I'm, some, I'm sometimes too prideful to ask a question, even though I think it's a stupid question, but it really isn't a stupid question. You know, I don't know about people that are listening, but I know like if we kind of were not afraid to ask just any question, I think we'd all be much better off as well. Yeah. And sometimes you have to pay for that advice. And I know a lot of times in our community, and this is one of the reasons I, I closed my advisory practice, people didn't want to pay to get help. It's like, okay, my expertise is worth money, right? And I can help you a lot. So we would pay for other things that may not help us in our you know, economic future, but we don't have a lot of value when it comes to money and our future and our wealth. So I think we need, that's a whole mindset thing that we can prioritize like the value of having wealth, the value of having choices in our lives. And then we would put a higher priority on either educating ourselves, like you said, or, or, you know, surrounding yourselves with people who have that information. Yeah. I know anytime I see somebody that like charges money, I'm like, sometimes I'd be like, man, they're charging too low because I'll be seeing all the value they give. And like, I'm like, man, this person only charging a hundred dollars. Right. And I'm like, man, I would pay $500 an hour for this person's advice. Cause some people give so much value that like when they do, you know, have consulting fees or whatever it is, I'm like, man, like they should be kind of just keeping that for that. But they are so willing to help so many people that I'm like, man, I want to kind of donate whatever they got. If they got a PayPal, they got a Venmo, whatever it is, I want to support our own people because I like I'm big on supporting our own. Because like I said, like, I feel like a lot of us don't get the love we should be getting as opposed to people that maybe are in a similar position as us, but they're not the same skin color as us. If that makes any sense. That makes 100% sense. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back to a point that we kind of made earlier about different options available for us. Like, would you say that any particular grant someone should be looking for for someone that maybe is trying to start a business or maybe has a business and maybe they're trying to acquire funding outside of your own platform? Yeah. So there are lots of different grants out there. We on our platform do a grant program every other month for at least 5,000. So if you're a business owner, definitely apply. But what I tell people to do is I spend like an hour every week researching grants, pitch competitions alike on Twitter, Google and the like, and try to apply to at least four every week. And slowly but surely you realize that you'll win money, free money from other organizations. There's lots of organizations all the way from large entities to small that support businesses, but you have to apply for these opportunities. So that is a strategy that I use. It's just go on Twitter, search for small business grants, or, you know, if you're in fashion, fashion grants or what have you, and you'll see like different organizations posting about what they're doing. There's not like a particular page because organizations decide to have new opportunities all the time. And so definitely check them out, check and richer out when you're looking for grants. Yeah. If y'all, you know, didn't listen to that, go back, listen to it when you listen to this, because like that's solid advice. Because I think most of y'all, you know, you have at least an hour of your time, you know, that you can, you know, apply to this stuff because 
this is your future. I say all the time, you should, if you can try to start some type of business, like you don't have to be your full-time gig, by the way, because I know like a lot of people talk about, you know, there's a whole argument in itself about whether you should work for yourself full-time or, you know, work for an employer, right? But I think what everyone should try to do is try to start something. So you have another stream of income coming in because at least with me, I'm trying to have at least three or four streams of income like at a time because you never know when stuff will happen. Like, look at last year with the pandemic. A lot of people were struggling because they didn't have something else to fall back on when businesses had to close down for a bit. So if y'all listening, anyone's listening at home, just start with something. Like, like I think the most important thing is just to start because there's something that you have, some type of talent that you have that people will pay money for. And I think Rashana made a point earlier about selling yourself. I think that's the most important thing in life. Like if you know how to sell yourself, you'll always get paid. Yeah, and know your worth. Like you said before, like you may have a $500 an hour advice and you're underselling yourself by $100. Like you're worth it. You set the price for what you do and who you are. And a lot of times people try to convince us that we're worth less than we are, but we're worth a lot. So try to remind yourself, do that mindfulness work so that when you go out into business, like you know who you are, you you sell yourself with confidence and you get paid. And also, you know, to kind of talk about a point you made earlier, for someone that maybe, you know, doesn't know where to start, you know, maybe they're, you know, just trying to get their feet wet with starting a business. What's like one place they should start going to? Maybe is there one particular resource someone should be looking into? I like when people start with communities like Enricher or like or, there are lots of organizations that kind of have initial networking groups. So if you're in a particular industry, so say you're a tech, so like there's black and tech, you know, meetup groups or what have you. So I think it's really good to surround yourself with people who are like minded when you start so you can see what other people are doing and, you know, basically build your community and network with like-minded people so that you won't be doing it alone. Yeah, that's a gem in itself. I'd say anybody, like if you know just someone else is doing what you're doing, it helps you so much because entrepreneurship, it's a tough road. Anyone who tells you it's not, they lying because there are going to be days that you're going to want to give up. But you know that like if you give up, you're sacrificing your potential success, your potential goals and dreams for yourself because you know, most of us, we're trying to become wealthy. Like, you know, like most of us, the reason we started business is, you know, become wealthy, set our, you know, our family, our, you know, and everybody that we love well off because, you know, none of us want to have a nine to five, at least most of us don't want to have a nine to five for the rest of life, retire, you know, and, and then that's it. Like, at least with me, I want to enjoy my life, you know, have fun along the way and also build something cool. And I, that's why I like talking to people like you because you're building something incredible and it's only going to go up from here. Thank you. But one of my last points before, you know, we end this interview, is there anything in particular, like, you know, any uh, one type of advice you can give someone that maybe is maybe having a hard time with the business right now? Maybe, you know, the pandemic hit them hard. Like, what's one particular thing you could tell them? You know who you are. So it's really important to, like, center yourself and really determine how you want to navigate life. Like, anything can change in business and in life. The pandemic happens. Maybe your supplier goes out of business. Maybe you win a grant, like someone anonymously gives you money. Like, what are you going to do? And to navigate through those ups and downs, it's best to really know who you are and what you want first. And then you can navigate through anything. Dope, dope. Is it, Rashana, is there anything else you want to plug? Anything, you know, any? 
things that you want to maybe add or also your socials that people want to find you? Yeah, so everyone can go to enricher.com. That's E-N-R-I-C-H-H-E-R.com to apply for business loans, our small business grants, and be a part of our community. Uh, you can also find us on social at iEnricher. So that's I-E-N-R-I-C-H-H-E-R on all platforms. All right. You know, you heard from her. I, I appreciate you again for being on. Like, like I said, this was a great conversation. I tried to ask many questions I could from people that I know that follow me, you know, that wanted to kind of, you know, get some advice from someone that is in the trenches and, and doing a lot of incredible things. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And anyone's listening at home, hopefully, you know, y'all enjoyed this whole conversation that we had. You know, like I said, I love having these conversations. Like I said, you know, shoot, I'm almost at 40 uh, podcast episodes. So I'm getting to that milestone where hopefully I can get to 50. You know, that's, that's always a goal, you know, to get to that number 50 because I never thought I'd still be doing this podcast after doing so many of these interviews. So I appreciate all the listeners that tune in. But without further ado, I appreciate everybody that listened. Like I said, I couldn't do without y'all. And until next time, I will check y'all later. Bye. Bye.